Hello, everyone. This is Brittany. We are on episode 75. Welcome to the Know, Like, and Trust show with Brittany Gardner, the podcast where we explore the world of personal branding and how to build your know, like, and trust factor up for ultimate business success. And now here's your host, Brittany Gardner. Four years ago, I wrote an article for my blog and I called it Three Reasons Your Brand Is Not a Thing Yet. For various reasons, I'm going to redo that. One, because I accidentally stumbled upon the article while doing some Pinterest cleanup and I was like, hey, I'm pretty smart. I should probably talk about this. I like this stuff. Now, some of it's definitely changed. There's nothing in that article I wouldn't stand behind today. I think it's all true, but I think there are certain things that can be condensed and other things that are actually more important to talk about, especially in light of the last solo episode I did. It's episode 73. If you want to go check it out, I was talking about the dangers, the downside of a low barrier to entry online business and how that can cause some hangups for entrepreneurs, specifically around gaining clients and why it would be so nice if clients would just go plop and fall into your lap and you could help them and they would be helped and we would all be happy ever after. Of course, that's not reality. And because it's not reality, because there are things that you can do right now, today, for your business to make your brand a thing and allow those clients to plop into your lap. This needs some revisiting. So on with the show. The first reason your brand is not a thing yet is that you're not daring greatly. So I recently reread Daring Greatly. And by reread, I may be embellishing just a little bit here, you guys. I was supposed to read it for a book club that I'm actually skipping right now so that I can get this episode recorded for you guys. And because I wanted to reread it, I didn't have time. I was just going to skim through it. So I skimmed through it. I will reread it again because the skimming brought up a whole bunch of ideas that I want to go through. But I decided to start with Brene Brown's final thoughts from the book. She references Theodore Roosevelt's The Man in the Arena speech. And then she poses a question. So I am going to quote parts of Roosevelt's speech here, the parts that matter for this point. It is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again, and who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly. So then Brene goes on. She says, daring greatly is not about winning or losing. It's about courage. I am posing the question and I'm saying, why courage? And here's the deal. Because it takes courage to stake a claim. I have a whole episode on staking a claim and being the first. It's episode number 69. I'll link that in the show notes as well. But it takes courage to stake a claim. And it takes courage for how you stake that claim. It takes courage to go out on a limb, to be the first, to have a polarizing opinion, to tell someone they're wrong, to buck your family's employee tradition, to say no to one-to-one -one patients, to go to a subscription model, to tell people you are the best and you should learn from me. All of that takes courage. So much of what we do as entrepreneurs requires great daring. Bravery doesn't mean you aren't afraid. It means you feel the fear and do it anyway. And as I've told the story about my son before, I'm not going to go into the whole setup, but just because something feels uncomfortable doesn't mean it's wrong. It's just hard. And you can do hard things. I can do hard things. And from the story, my son can do hard things. So dare greatly. 
dare greatly and your business will soar. And if anyone criticizes you for doing such, just remember what we've talked about in the show before. Anyone who's criticizing you isn't doing more than you. The people who are doing more than you will look upon what you're doing with respect because they know how much guts it takes to put yourself out there. They know you're daring greatly. The critics, they're the ones who can't even bother trying. Number two, the second reason that your brand is not a thing yet. You're not stepping into being the face of your business and you're not taking up the mantle of your message or your movement. I used to have a qualifying question for my program, Instant Badass Brand, and my coach told me to change it. She said it was too bold. I'm changing it back. I like it. My question is, are you willing to be the face of your movement? Here's the deal. If you are an online business owner, you have to at one point or another say, this is the solution. I am your best option to fix this problem. That is a movement. That is a big message. That is big work. And you need to get it out there. The only way to do that is to be the face of it. Being the face of your business requires putting your face up front. I will fully admit yesterday I had a tough gym workout. I came home, my face was all flushed and ready. I didn't feel like putting makeup on and I totally used the eyelashes filter for my Instagram stories because I didn't look great and I didn't want to put my face out there, but I did it anyway. Yes, I did it with a filter. Totally okay admitting that. But I did it anyway because I'm willing to be the face of my message, of my movement, and of my business. So you can lean into depth or you can lean into beauty. And the other one will follow. But do know they are both required. You will not get by with just one of them long term at least. So leaning into depth, that is the why. That is the purpose of your business. Leaning into beauty, that is how you show up. That is how things feel. You can lean into one or the other and the other one It'll come along, but eventually you're going to have to give them some weight equally or your business will not have long-term success. This does require some self-love and I could do an entire episode just on why your business will not be successful if you don't love yourself. I'm not going to go into that because it's much too big of a topic here, but it'll happen in the future, I promise. This requires self-love to show up as the face of your business because if you feel awkward about how you look, people will sense it and they will tune out. It also requires a why. It requires that purpose. So I've heard it said, we shouldn't ask others what they do. We should ask why they do it. I think it's a great question. When you're at your next networking event, throw this one out. You'll make people actually think and you'll get way deeper answers, which if you're like me and you don't like the surface fluff of how is the weather at networking events, this is a great way to get right on by it. So most of my clients measure success in large part by how many people they've helped. Whether it's how many people they've healed of pain, how many pounds they've helped them lose, or how much confidence they've helped them gain. They measure their success, yes, at some point with money, but also they want to know that they're making a difference. Here's the cool thing about being 100% aligned with your purpose and values. It leads to that depth and beauty I was just talking about. When you know your why and realize there are clients out there desperate for your help, you start leaning into purpose. Purpose leads to a grounded depth. You're not just providing a service, you're potentially changing lives, and those lives will in turn change other lives. It's a beautiful ripple effect. When you start living out that why, you glow with purpose. It's the fire behind your voice when you get excited. It's a whole new level of beauty. Showing up leads to depth and beauty. And when you are teaching a deep truth, it's really hard not to show up because the message is so big, you have to get it out there. All right, so the third reason you're concerned with approval, and more specifically, you're concerned with approval from those who don't matter. 
When it comes to your business, take the advice of someone who has been in your specific situation. So if you're an energy healer taking business advice from your uncle, the CPA, will lack the specifics that you need and will also not bridge the huge mindset gap between a traditional small business and an alternative small business. Most people look to their parents as a source of advice. If your mom is a lawyer and has a successful law practice and you're also building a law practice, this is a great idea. If you're like me, however, and you're a brand strategist and you're trying to take advice from your dad, the computer programmer, and your mom, the teacher, this is a bad idea. They don't have any concept of what it takes to succeed in my arena. Yet all too often, I see entrepreneurs listen to the advice of regular nine to five corporate employees. They have no experience and therefore no business giving you financial business advice, but you as their child, will likely consider it because they love you. And you think, if they love me, they wouldn't possibly ever give me bad advice, right? And then suddenly your business is teetering on the brink of failure because you took their advice and it affects you, not them. When it comes to seeking approval, save it for your personal issues. But when it comes to your business and your brand and your branding, know this. Unless someone will bear the financial success or loss of your business, their advice is just an opinion and it's probably one less informed than your own. And then go ahead and apply the same idea to your clients and potential clients because not everyone is the best client for you. This is the heart of foundational branding work. Make decisions in your business and your brand based on what your best client would want to experience. You'll then become indispensable to them and build a community around people who want and need what you have to offer. When you water down your message to gain approval from the masses, you fall right back into that forgettable category. And forgettable is an uphill battle you want to avoid. So in review, there's a few main reasons why your brand is not a thing yet and why clients aren't coming to you and why you're spending all your time seeking them out. You're not daring greatly. You're not stepping up as the face of your business and your movement. And you're concerned with approval from the wrong people. All right, guys, I'd love to hear your feedback on this episode. Talking of polarizing opinions, I have a few here. So tell me what you think. Also, look forward to the next few interviews. I've got some spectacular guests lined up, and I can't wait to share them with you. If you are looking to find out more about me, you can find me on my website, brittanygardner.com, or on Instagram at I am Brittany Gardner.